Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Hello, Co-op Culture Podcast. We're here. We're live. Uh, it's, well, it's live for us. Whenever you hear this, it'll be days later. Um, we're back. Zilla Rock is here. Curly Castro in his Yo. home base. Um, back at home. Yeah. All man, home, all Castro. amazing. Welcome home. Yes. Thank you, y'all. Thank you. Cybernetic. Still got mad work to do, but it's going to get done. When when do you finalize your transformation to a T one thousand? Like five months, <laughs> seven no, months. I think I got I got a follow up in a month. Real real talk. That's gonna be awesome. With Skynet, Skynet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dope. Dope. Well, we're proud of you. We love you. We're glad. And shout out to everybody supporting Castro and and the albums <laughs> and projects. And we got a lot of cool yes, shit. Thank like you. That. Thank you very much. So we're gonna pay that off. We yes. got some fire shit in the pocket. We're gonna pay that off. And um, if you are a Patreon subscriber, subscriber, I should say, we've been pumping out a lot of one shots, little like five to ten minute episodes. And uh, I, I talk specifically about this, uh, this digital panhandling craze and how we're not with that shit. We're about value and service. So anybody that supports Castro supports us. You're getting something in return, but that's neither here nor there. And then uh, we got Alaska checking in from. Um, the couch with the lamp. I see it all the time. It's great. There it is. It's the couch. It's the lamp. It's how we're living. It's how we're living. Um, yeah. I, I might move to the Ames chair starting soon. Ames chair? Yeah. This shit right here. Oh, Ooh. I remember that one. That's yeah, my, That's the Don Draper that. chair, dog. You got it. You have yeah, to use that one. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's um, it's just it's like right next to the heater and the fucking heat in this building kicks. Yeah, you're going to get a fucking nosebleed, bro. In the middle of the show. Yeah. So um, I, I gotta wait maybe till we get to the to the warmer weather and the heat's not on. Fuck yeah! Um, so shouts to everybody checking the last few episodes of feedback's been really ill. I don't know how many pods can go from the all everything all purpose draft to how the media has been misrepresenting and shitting on rap for thirty years to rank an odd future in a three week span. It's incredible. It's a, it's a solid run. It's really good. Very strong shit. Yeah. Yeah. Our, it's our like. Rest. It, it, it's it's really almost to an extent like when like a a utility infielder suddenly like got like a, a 29 game history going <laughs> oh, like, Jose like Paul Molitor of podcasts <laughs> wait you say utility like a guy who plays mad positions is that what a utility yeah. is yeah utility is like oh, second base yeah. shortstop I, I just always base. thought it was like somebody that was like they could just, I guess, yeah, they could throw anywhere, but they're not necessarily like a starter or a star. Okay. Yeah, my, my, my favorite from back in the day was Jose Akendo on the Cardinals. Jose Akendo was nice, yeah. Played like every position except like pitcher and catcher. It was just a, anybody who listens to this pod who knows who Jose Akendo is, get at me. I'll send you a dollar. <laughs> Big pal. There you go. I'll give you one dollar if you really know who Jose Akendo is. Don't jump at me. Uh, so what we're going to do for tonight is keeping it loose, chill, celebrating Castro being home. We're just going to have a good time with the mailbox. I mean, mailbag, mm. Twitter mailbag. Um, it's been a lot of fucking responses, man. I couldn't even like read them. Luckily, Alaska is an administrative mind who bookmarked all of the most pertinent ones because some of them were a little repetitive. Not great. Yeah, but they were a little repetitive. But uh, I, I actually bookmarked every single one because we're going to try to at least give you a one word answer. 
So, I, I mean, I think we could start with my homie, Mike, uh, also who goes by All Sense Aside, um, which I always read as Alan Seaside for some reason. Oh, me too. But shout out to Mike. Um, Mike's a uh, good dude. Alan I've Seaside. known Mike for a while. Um, we go back to like the New York underground scene, a lot of common common homies. Oh, um, I thought he anyway, was like he a Ruby. To... I thought he was like a Ruby Yacht member, like Alan Seaside and shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the Mike. He runs about crystal balls and dragons. Um, so, uh, so Mike wants to know if any Jehovah's Witnesses could be down with the podcast. And I think the answer to that's no, they can't. No. All right, I, I back you yeah. up. I, I don't have a say, strong Castro? feeling, but I say no. If you say no, I say no. What? what? <laughs> can, can, can any Jehovah's Witnesses be down with the podcast? I don't want people knocking on doors. And oh, call out Jehovah's Witnesses. No, yeah. man, because there's one time I was trying to play basketball and shit, and I went into like this this witness gym, and they told me, oh, yo, you can't play. I said, what you mean I can't play? I bust your ass. Of course I can play. And they was like, nah, man, you'll talk to your man. And the guy that, that sponsored me, I guess, he pulled me to the side. I was like, yeah, man, you ain't going to be able to play today. I was like, what? I had my shorts oh, on and everything. God. Wow. So, yeah, man. No Jehovah's Witnesses, yo. Nah. I had, um, I when I was in high school... I called in sick from school one day and um, got a knock on my door. I opened it. I was expecting like something from the postman. I think I might've stayed home to like intercept progress reports or something from school. So I wasn't doing good in the class. Oh my God. So I was like, Oh, I know they're going to come to them and stay home. I heard a knock on the door and I opened God. the door and it was like three uh, elderly Jehovah's witness ladies. And they're like, can we interest you in Jehovah's witness? And I thought I was being slick. I was like, nah, I'm a Satanist. <laughs> they were like, you need us now more than ever. I was oh like, God damn it, I got stuck in the conversation because I wasn't a good Satanist. You were you the worst Satanist. Jehovah's Witness ladies. Yo, did you ever fuck with it? We might talk about the Church of Satan, like the actual tenets of the religion of the Church of Satan. I mean, Satan. I've read about them and stuff. And they're, so they're ill. They're like, yo, don't fuck with anybody. They won't fuck with you. Yeah. If someone tries to destroy you, you're allowed to destroy them. Like that's like the wording, but like yeah, the Anton LaVey shit, right? Yeah, and it's like it's like don't fuck with women, don't fuck with children, don't fuck with animals. If you see anybody fucking with children, you can destroy them. Like it's great. It's like the most common sense shit in the world. I in sixth grade, I had the Satanic Bible. <laughs> my my friend, um, my friend Jimmy Trapasso. Very old his, brand um, for you. Sixth grade. His his sister, um, he had an older sister who was like a crazy metalhead and he got it from her and he lent it to me and I left it in my locker. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna keep this in my locker. I can't bring it home. Mm-hmm. And um, I got sick the next day. Again, another day of sick. And they called in to get my homework. <laughs> so they so, sent someone to my locker to get my homework and they found the satanic Bible. <laughs> the satanic Bible. And they, they yeah. called my house and they were like, Told my parents, they're like, we found a satanic Bible in Tim's locker. <laughs> satanic Bible. I was like, oh, god damn it. Jesus Christ. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. That's so, a good one. What's the next question? All right. The next question is going to be what should be another simple answer, but uh, the homie uh, Buster Rhymes in Halloween Resurrection, aka at C4X, wants Girl. to know um, will there be a part two of the common episode? I think the answer again no. there is no. No. Um, no. Unless we bring on like another unsuspecting person, she has to show up with the questions. It's always good to like put somebody in a trap, be like, you want to talk common yeah, with us? I, you know? I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go through that again for my own sanity. I mean, I, 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 I could see doing 
I can see doing another artist of a similar ilk. Well, like the best well, worst rapper. Common music anymore. No, like yeah, best, like another best worst rapper. Best worst rapper. Thing. I think we could do that, the series, best worst rapper series. Yeah, I think that's a good series actually. That might be fun. Yeah, yeah. but it always has to be somebody that's real, like diplomatic, being the guest host and that's what they're looking into. <laughs> and it has fans that'll leave comments like, "I don't know what he's doing talking to these guys." Yo, the the best part, real quick, was um over the weekend, some dude was like getting at me on YouTube. He I did not. That. He did not like our takes on common and apparently Nas, Nas. even though i'm the one riding for Nas all day every day even the new albums and he was like you you and fucking prem rock uh curly castro he fucking raps sled with dead and shed you're all you could never have made in the 90s and a lucid he's pretentious all that backwoods shit and i kept saying have a lovely day And he was this like, was but he was like, you're fucking white. This ain't your culture, B. I said, have a swell weekend. Like, <laughs> but yeah, apparently he did, he did. He's he's definitely white and he definitely hate listens. So shouts to him. Shouts to that yeah. guy. That Shout great. out. Yeah. Let us know if you want to come on. Yeah. Come on the show. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, talk he's, with he's, you. Is he definitely a, a Yakubian? Can I say that? He's <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's most likely. He's definitely, white. He's definitely white. All right, what's next? All right, so the next one comes from uh, Jeff, insert blue check mark, a.k.a. Vacation Jeff 80. My man Jeff. Uh, and he said, uh, I really enjoyed the Matrix episode. Any chain, any chances of getting more episodes on movies and even TV? Ooh. I mean, 90% of what I watched in 2020 and 2021 came from recommendations from you fellas via mm. Twitter. Mm. Maybe a sunny episode? Um, okay. So... Castro, are we, are we are we gonna do a sliders ongoing series? No, we gotta put nobody through that. That's I so think it's like um, I'm thinking. I guess we would um, snowfall. Kind of funny. Snowfall. Snowfall would be a good one. But what we would have to watch the thing and then call them. Like, Wait, what do you mean? Call? Call who? No, no, we would just do like end of season snowfall recap. Oh, recap. Okay, so yeah, like yeah. how we did with Wu Tang American Saga. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. okay, maybe. Yeah. Or I mean, I, we still have to do um, Velasipaster. Who? Oh yeah, Velasipaster. <laughs> that snakes out of Compton. We gotta do. We gotta do that one. Like yeah, next, snake, next. Snakes out of Compton. Yeah, I, I do said he's down for that one. So yeah, go. Oh, everybody, go back and listen to our, our live watch of the, the substitute on our fucking hundredth episode. Yeah. Run those numbers up, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe every now and again, just each of us like pick a movie that nobody, none of the other ones have seen, and we watch it. That would be fun. Um, we could do know, that. Something like that. The, the movie yeah. episode. I, I think. I think. To per- perfectly honestly, I think that our Spike Lee episode was ill. Yeah. Because we all got to talk about maybe twelve movies in that one episode. So maybe if we pick like a director or a yeah. certain like genre and pick our favorite four or five, or maybe have Marcus Pin or. Somebody yeah. come through or, like that again. I don't know. Yeah, we could do it's that. We idea. could also do like, you know, if we pick a, a show, we could do like either top five episodes or top five characters on the show or something like that. Cheers. I'm gonna do the cheers yeah. mini series. Just me talking cheers. <laughs> All right. So uh next up we got the homie Rapswell at uh MC Rapswell. What's up, uh, and he wants to know if you could have a get back style documentary 
of a behind the scenes making of any rap album, which rap album would it be? Great question. That is a good question. He needs to do a pod. He's got a lot of fucking smart moves and ideas. Shouts to, shouts to Rapswell and Pen Pals and Squires and them, Bobby Nobles. Yeah. Uh, oof. So he's talking about the Beatles, like watching yeah, eight, the- eight hours of a making of an album where John Lennon's on heroin. Yeah. So if if we could, hmm, wow. Hmm. I don't want to pick any typical shit like, you know, tribe, you know what I mean? Or like the chronic. Yeah. Um, hmm. What would be a cool fucking album? Alaska, you were there for so many of the ones me and Castro would list. So that's kind of fucked up. I mean, probably only like one or two that I was actually there for. I would be interested to see like Red Man, like uh, there is a dark side when he was just on dust. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Lock his ass up. Lock yeah. his ass up for that muddy water shit. Chill. <laughs> um, the, the there is a dark side being on dust aspect. I think I'd be fascinated to see that. When he was, you know, still wrapping his ass off and having fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, either, it's either that or check your head, Beastie Boys. Wow. Yeah. Playing guitars and shit. Skating. Playing ball okay. with Biz. Um, what about you, Castro? What? What happened? What's that? What, what is the question again? Question is, um, so he said, if you could have any get back style documentary of a behind the scenes making of a rap album, what album would it be? Uh, it's like it's like eight hours of footage of them in the studio. Oh um, um cold play yellow. <laughs> it's not a rap album. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, but I would I would like to see that what they would do what they were doing. Can I say like Portis had then? Can I say Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Dummy, yeah. All right, then. yeah, dummy, genius. Or even to tell you the truth, it would be P three, for real, for real. Which one? When they changed their stuff, the third album. When they changed their, oh, they changed third. Their, um, Ooh, songs. good yeah. call. All right, actually, I'm gonna change my. I'm gonna go Hell on Earth, Mob Deep. I would do. Oh, good one. Yeah, I nice. want to see that because they made a lot of fucking songs that came out way on some other shit later on. Hey, studios. Hmm? I'm gonna go with Equimini. Great call. Oh, that's when they did. That's when they first. No, that's when they finally acquired Stankoni. I think. Yeah, studio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's also like you know, sort of Dungeon Family era still. Yeah. Skewed on the Barbie. I mean, you just see like Spodioti Dopalicious be. Yeah, man. You get to see like what's it called? Uh, Rosa Parks with the fucking like hand clapping and then yeah, step dance. See Ray come in for skewed at the Bobby. Ray, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That's a great one. Even, so, good, even George Clinton coming through. Synthesizer. Wow. Yeah. Great call. Great question. Great, great answers, boys. That yeah, was next. All right. So we got uh Maxim, aka Max No Poe, wants Just to know. Max. Here's a two-part question. I'm Which back. rappers are the worst live performers you've ever seen? And who are the best? Vast and then he'll also ask <laughs> if Alaska will perform ever again. Worst rappers I've ever seen live is Cannibal Ox, followed by uh, Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. Terrible. Mm. Really bad. Like, to change my opinion of both, except the Cold Veins, like, you know, one of the most important albums of the last 20-some years, 
whereas Esquire, it was like watching him live. We opened for him in Doppelgangers, and I was just like, "You're this. This is not for you. Like you're not a." I, I want to say this real quick. There's certain people that are performers, and there are certain people that are like recording artists. Mm-hmm. Castro, for example, is great at both, right? And Castro, what's the name said that to me about you years ago, Dave? Okay. Dave yeah, came to a yeah, show yeah. of ours, I think at the fire or some trash, and he was like, "Yo, Castro is a fucking like great performer." You know what I mean? And this is before yeah. you started cranking out albums like that. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I think Can Ox when I saw them, and we've talked about them a lot on the show. I think it kind of fortified that they were like great recording artists, not great live guys. Mm-hmm. And Esquire is definitely a recording artist and not at all a great performer. So th- those are people mm-hmm. that came to my mind. What do you guys got? Yeah, I would probably have to co-sign the Canox, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Jizza. He was really bad. Really? Yeah, he was disappointing. Um, I saw him. He was great. Man, really? Yeah, he had his I hands. Saw, I, mean, I saw him in Albany, and he just didn't do it. Fat Lip was really disappointing um, to the point that he didn't go on. Yeah, wow. He just like complained that there wasn't a big enough crowd and didn't go on. That's always good. That's always really cool. Yeah, um, it, it makes the people that actually did come to see feel really good. Yeah, I, like I don't give a fuck about the 200 people that didn't come here. I'm here. Yeah, and then um, best performer is either probably KRS, um, who's really fucking good live, or um, Kanye's really good live. I saw uh, the, yes. the All of the Lights tour. I think it was All of the Lights, like whatever the one was for graduation. I saw him at Madison yes. Square Garden. Glow, glow in the Dark? Was, was it that dark. one? Yeah, Glow in the Dark, yeah. yeah. That was a good, a good show. Uh, but like, sort of like indie heads, I would go with Merz. Wow, great performer. Merz is a really good performer. He is. Uh, Shabazz Palaces, I've seen three times. They're fucking incredible live. Very good. And, um, and I won't perform again, if that's the, that's the other part of the question. Castro, who you got? Um, unfortunately, the worst performer I've seen has been Talib Kweli. <laughs> <laughs> He runs out. He ran out of breath after every first song. I seen him like three times. After the first song, he'd be like gasping for air every single time. Mm. Never fail. And you know, I know it's true. Just do his um verse on um, um respiration and see how you run out of breath. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 written wrong. He, he had it, this one word was rushing the other, and they was all pushing each other like on Snowpiercer or something. Yeah. Oh my God, Snowpiercer. Uh, who's That's the best? Problem, who's, the, who's the best? Wise, wise intelligent. Oh, so, you talk about that. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, he wasn't with PRT. It's like towards the end, you know what I'm saying? They're just trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And he performed at this um, like this school like venue we had where you could you know, rent rooms and do different things in. And one of the rooms is like a stage with a scaffolding and lighting and stuff. So he came through and he just started ripping it, doing acapellas going off the top, doing his songs, doing the hit songs, Woo. doing his new songs. And I was just blowing away. I was in the front. Eyes open, mouth agape. I was just stuck. I just never seen nobody perform like that. Energy on every song, going through all those different genres. At one point, he was hanging from the um, the lighting, lighting scaffolding. Woo. They had, wow. He was hanging from it. 
saying the right shit is the wrong shit and the wrong shit is the wrong shit. Don't shit, don't shit. I said, oh my goodness. And I was like, that's when I realized, like, yo, I got to get better. Mm. That was another one of those. We all have listeners, like, you have these get better moments where you see something, you're like, yo, I got I to gotta do something. Right. And that was definitely one of my, oh man, you better get better at this. You better work your ass off at this. There's this another level to this shit. Oof. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's a, that's a question, man. So the next one we got is from uh, Hoodie Guthrie, a.k.a. Paul Goodbrand. And he wants mm-hmm. to know, if you travel back in time in a DeLorean, which <laughs> oh influential rap artist, solo or group, would you erase from history? And how would that improve hip-hop culture? <laughs> all right, um, I can answer this first. First of all, it. no. We're not doing all of this because like we like all different facets of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I can't sit there and say, oh, if we went back and destroyed gangster rap, hip hop would still be pure or whatever. No, it'd be corny. Right. It wouldn't be no juvenile. You know what I'm saying? Like all these Ooh. new styles that come out and stuff. You can't you, you can't diss them now. I because I, I get it. I'm not saying he's he's doing this. He might just be asking an innocent question. But he's definitely inferring what we always did when we were hypnotized by that time. Oh yeah. man, if only the jiggy guys wouldn't do all of this. Hip hop could be pure, and everybody would right. like us. Rap about here, the man. culture. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's where you had the same reaction I had. Yeah. Because um, I was like, you know, one, it's an influential person in hip hop culture, right? If you erase right. anybody that's influential, you don't know what the repercussions will be. True. Right. With the ripple. So effect, even yeah. if you get rid of like MC Hammer or even Vanilla Ice, you get rid of Vanilla Ice. Uh, I was going to say, I'm saying like. Vanilla Ice may have inspired somebody as a, like a young kid to get exactly. into rap who ended up becoming exactly. a great rapper. I was going to nominate Vanilla Ice to a race. Here I would life. much rather get rid of Eminem than Vanilla Ice, to be honest with you. But I'd much rather get rid of MC Search than oh, somebody else would have found Oh, Nas. yeah. Yeah. But Nas I was going to say, I, well, well, Castro, Nas is a discovery, not an invention, like the Sentinels. Sure. The Sentinel program. He was in a breakthrough. It didn't matter who the fuck got yeah. a hold of him. He it was inevitable, right? Um yeah. I was gonna say yeah. vanilla ice because his song came on the other day when my wife was like working out or some shit. And I heard it, I heard Ice Ace Baby. I'm like, this song's crazy. This song is the 808 on that shit is knocking the hook is the crazy. Song is yeah. crazy yeah. yeah, everything's crazy about that song, right? But if he was just a typical one-hit wonder like Young MC or whoever, right? Skilo, mm-hmm. Positive K, Snow. If he was just a typical one-hit wonder, that would have been a nice moment in my life to be like, man, this song is a great little 90s rap song. Maybe I'll go well, back and was, listen to oh, it. Oh, was, it was presented as a rap song? Yeah. Ice Ice Baby? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah, so okay. my point was because he was such a fucking sucker, and because he faked like he was from Miami when he wasn't and he had this stupid ass movie and then he had the whole thing. My my song's different. There goes then 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 mine goes then 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 like all of the yeah. extracurricular horse shit when he became a ragamuffin, then a juggalo and then he flips houses like all the did baggage. Ever, that did comes anybody remember him? if he ever dropped another like single? Did you have like another song? He did. Um, remember that? He did. Um, he did Ninja Rap. Off the Ninja right. Turtle I mean, soundtrack, he, he did like um, one of his songs off his Oh, to he had off that album to the extreme. There was like uh, 
there's one more single off that. I forget. Yeah. The name. I, forget. I had the tape. I was like, fucking. He eight. also dropped like a new metal version of Ice Ice Baby. Like that's basically all he's been doing. He's been running that song in different genres. Right. He got like a, a but it's ska like, version. He got yes. like a dubstep if, if, version. If he just stepped off as a one hit fucking wonder. This would none of this. We wouldn't have to deal with all the baggage and just been like, that was a really cool moment in rap when someone sampled Queen under pressure and it was smashing rather than he's a fucking disgrace. He set white, right, white rappers back 10 years. He's a fucking dickhead on like erased his like the baggage of him stresses me out because the actual song is banging. That's what occurred to me like three days ago. So I would I would just I'd rather just erase him. I'm good. That's that's my vote of, of erasure. There you go. P- people can still shit on Hammer and have a nice career. Hammer was big enough. That's my thing. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Next question. All right. So this is from uh, Def C, and he wants to know which producers are left on your respective bucket lists. Like realistically, you know, like I guess just in general, maybe. Or or really on some fan, you know, fan fan. Um, fantasy, you know, like I say, go all okay. out. Like if if it was seventeen year old you, oh okay, knowing okay. everything oh, you seven. know about hip hop now, but like you know the the thought thought of being like seventeen when you would put a bucket list together. Hmm. It's funny because I probably would take whatever he would give me, but he wouldn't really give me like the essence, and that that'd be the RZA. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, I mean, like. I mean, maybe he'll never make that type of stuff again, but could you imagine? Could you imagine getting a CDR with three of them joints on there? Yeah. Come on, yo. Molasses was dope. Yeah, you know I love saying? that joint. wasn't that. He has, he has <laughs> another joint that wasn't like duddy or wasn't, you know, being played on a Taco Bell music machine, whatever you support. <laughs> so, so, like stupid. that, but um, I'll pick somebody else because it's just, y'all, y'all feel me? It's like kind of out of, out of context to ask for Rizzo yeah. because. You know, um, well, what about realistic then? Just if you were to put it out here and that person heard it, there's a chance you could work together. All right, the um, the Sonics on um, uh, on um, um, so you just said the group, um, Shabazz Palaces. Okay, Ooh, those me, are our guys. Give me, dog. Like, give me che- what is it, Chiramunga Renaissance, and then our um, man, yep, and our man, um, I can't remember his name, Josh the, Blood the, or some shit, I forget his name. That's one of them, but the drum, the lead drummer. Yeah, our, our so, homie. Um, yeah. Oh man, what's his name? I'm sorry. Uh, ten, not not ten day. Is that his name? Ten day. Yeah, ten day. Yeah, ten day. Yeah, ten day, he's yeah. ill. He's ill. He plays all those different type of drums, oh, and he's the centerpiece. That's what I would, I would want a beat from them. <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, Alaska, yeah. who, who's who's your bucket list producers? Um, I don't know. It's a tough question. Um, did you ever rap on an L beat but after before after can can ox? I mean, yeah, he did a, okay. a remix. Oh, the remix, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. I forgot the remix. Yep. Nice. Um, trying to think. I mean, I, I've worked with people, but it wasn't right. like you know, it wasn't like doing like a full project with them. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Shit, man, I don't know. It's a tough one. Okay. Because, like, Zella. there's we'll nobody back. I'm really, like, dying to work with. 
You're right. so fucking pretentious. Are you serious? No, I'm not saying it like that. It's like I like working <laughs> with people that I know. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like that I have All relationships right. with. Salam Remy. Oh. You're not gonna work with Salam Remy. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but it's not like if it doesn't happen, I'm crushed. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Salam yeah. Remy got be dope. Um, Dan the Automator. I want to work with Dan mm. the Automator. Yeah, Him. Yeah, I want to work. I feel like that could potentially happen. Um, Automator would be great. Um, large Pro. I would love to rap on a large yeah. professor beat. Holy shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and then Amp Live from Zion I. Amp Live. I, I think I he's fucking incredible. Beat. Did you? You son of a bitch. Yeah, it was like for some project that he was putting out. I don't know if it actually ever came out. Oh, you motherfucker. It was like a producer to, record. When I, when I did Seattle, that was um, that's what we were opening for Amp Live. Mm-hmm. He's so dope. Yeah, he's really Live. dope. I love Amp Live. It was the weekend. Hey, anybody got life. um yeah. anybody got amp live beats get at me dms are open uh all right let's get any final uh guesses true um, master i would wrap on no. true master um, what true master is incredible i mean he's fine but i don't care about that like i feel like there's a thousand wow. dudes that sound like that um incredible i would maybe want to wrap on like like 92 DJ Quick or something like that. Oh, nice. yo, I got one for you. Manny Fresh, motherfucker. Oh, Manny Fresh. Oh, yeah. I, don't think yeah. I, could, I don't think I'd sound good on Manny Fresh. Beats. Oh, no. He hit you with the um with them drums and them hot hats. Come on, stop it. Yeah, you're yeah. built for that. It'd be, like, it'd be like hang 18 all over again. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's right. word. Why, why so let's say one more. Let's yeah. take a quick break. All right, let's do that. Good. Do one more. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So this is from Rhino, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Inginlafire. Inginlafire is that what it is? Inginlafire. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. He wants to know um, how oh concerned God. are rappers really about getting washed on their own tracks? <sighs> Rap fans seem to be obsessed with whose verse is better on collab tracks. Uh, and someone getting murdered on their own is just a brutal insult. But do artists see it that way? Hmm a couple of pieces to that question yeah um, i'll go re- read it again because i gotta break it up um sorry just cut up the bookmark um no, it's basically like um how concerned are rappers about getting washed on their own tracks right and um the second part to it the second part was he knows that fans obsess about it um but like, do rappers really care? I think that was it. Um, if you right, get like yeah, murdered yeah. on your own track, yeah. Do you notice? Pretty much, do you notice? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Most of the time, I guess most rappers that I know, or I fuck with, or even my hip hop reflexes would, I throw ill subliminal in there because that's even that's even iller. Mm. Yeah. You know, I throw ill subliminal. But again, if we're all writing it at the same time. We gotta figure out who got the information first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I might finish my 16, and then a couple of days later, the info come out, and, and homeboy change his. You know, but I really haven't had too many of those situations. At least, not me no. knowing. I've been on some long, heavy posse cuts, but yep. not to my knowledge that everybody was trying to one up everybody else. You know, so I hope I answered the question. I mean, I think I think the the important phrase is getting washed. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to get washed on my own track or anybody else's track. Mm. I'm okay with not necessarily being the best on the track, 
I want to be, but I'm okay with not being like the people I roll with. I know that there are, you know, plenty of good chances that they're going to come better on the track. Um, But I'm not trying to get washed. I'm not trying to like look like I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah, no. That's for the birds. Yeah. Mozilla, Mozilla, you got anything Um, to add to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people I pick that I want them to flex crazily and take over the song. You know what I mean? Like, okay. there's some people where I'm like, yo, I, I want you to shine on this shit. Like, this beat is so crazy, and all I want to do is set the table, right? When okay. someone calls me in, I'm coming for that top, period. Yeah. Like, I'm not being a gracious gentleman or a host. I'm coming in to fucking put that snub nose in your back. That's it. Right. Um, But if someone gets at me on a record, like, Geechee Suede or fucking Rock Marcy or Alaska or Arm and Hammer or Castro Prem Alaska any of these guys right I'm I'm good with that because I'm like orchestrating like I'm like yo this dude would take off on this beat and I want it to be on my record um, rather than like something else because I'm a fan but um, I'm good with that you know what I mean because like as much as we always talk about like Winter Wars and Capadonna that's Ghostface's album that's not Kappa's album you know what I mean right <laughs> So the hottest shit, it just who who puts their name on the front of the song. That's whose song it still is, even if yeah, like all that renegade shit, Eminem and Jay Z. That's on Blueprint. That's not no goddamn Eminem yeah. album. You know what I mean? That's my two cents. All right, let's all take right, a break. Let's do it. Take our oh, first sorry. break. Quick break. Yeah. Call out culture. We'll be back. Mailbag special. What up, y'all's panels, man? East Hampton Polar Boys. Win a catalog out now, man. We got CDs, merch, all that. Insubordinatecords.com, man. Make sure you don't sleep on it, cause before you know, it's gonna be all gone. So make sure you head over there, stream it, do all that. Long live Lord Jones, man. Win a catalog, album of the year. You know what it is. Peace. Hey yo, she caught me fly woo garments from overseas, below knees with extra palm drown ratini, fresh panini ground grilled chopped garlic and olives, get demolished, fly air of goddess never modest, perfect sonics fill my palace, wires missing, acoustics hitting needle, bless the vinyl, been the champion, just give me the Hey friends, it's me, your friendly neighborhood podcast host Alaska. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Fat Boy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All the Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def C, Rob Sonic, 
Breezy Bruin and Open Mic Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're going to want to get this record. It's a must-have for every true aficionado, and you can get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. We are here. We're back. Quad Culture Podcasts. We're live. We're on Twitter. We're on fucking uh, Instagram. We're on Apple. I'm on TikTok. The podcast is not on TikTok. Uh, we're live, though. Curly Castro thriving. Alaska reading off all the bookmark tweets from the mailbag. Here we go. Round two. What we got? All right. So this one, I don't know if there's much to argue about, but uh, Sabo wants to know. He wants to hear me and Castro argue about you got. <laughs> but, are you in what way don't we agree on you guys yeah that's what i was gonna say we we agree like i had a period where i wasn't feeling you got that much but like definitely I've come back around like you i went from like you. loving you got to not liking you got back again to loving. okay you what's so what shifted your perspective because castro's never wavered what has shifted your perspective i think like there was a period with wu-tang that i only wanted to hear ghost like okay. when ghost was just like god level yes um so you know i was like any track that was like somebody else was on, I was like, yeah. Except for like maybe Ray, I was like, you're slowing him down. Ooh. So it was like that period. But then I've come back to like, no, I like the seasoning. I like the way like things are splashed in. It needs to be there. Like it was getting like, you know, off of some weird like obsessed fan shit. Mm. Toxic fandom is what I think they call it nowadays. <laughs> if there was only a way for us to hear, if you could hear us talk about Ghostface in more detail, I mean, I would pay for that shortly. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's if only if only there was a plate, a crate, maybe that we could speak about a, a numbered crate. Right. Named after yeah. a famous drum machine. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if only someone could do that. Yeah. If, if only. And if the person was British, it would really help. <laughs> Just the kid. Fifty episodes were. Fifty episodes were. That's what's going to come down to when you're done. You know. So. Um, all right. So the the homie Sign Jesus wants to know what's up to Sign Jesus. Uh, Saratoga's own Saratoga. I know he's like Rensselaer up in that area. Um, he's a real dope cat, real cool cat. Uh, he wants to know when Mr. Cheek said, I bought two francs and two drinks and we began walking. He wants to know if the hot dogs were beef or poke. <laughs> Yo, I love, I think, I think the Lost Boys first album, which I talked about at length on, uh, on uh what's the name the free music empire podcast and youtube channel it's one of the best arranged albums ever it's such a such an amazing album legal drug money I, i'm gonna i'm going beef i'm going beef on renee on uh two two francs he bought some mm-hmm. beef francs in queens anyway, yeah i'm gonna go with the beef, I'm going with the beef. <laughs> yeah whatever they make beef i don't think anybody willingly was you know on that poke a lot of religious yeah. converts, a lot of people, you know, swearing off the pork. Yeah. According to uh, ny.eatery.com, Pie King hot dog is an all beef affair. There you go. There it, there it is. See? There it is. Trust your instincts. Your casing is that casing. That shit snap. Hell, yeah. motherfucking yeah. Them shits are mad good, too. Wait, do you think he did the ketchup or the mustard on Renee's dog? I think he did mm. both. You got to go mustard, bro. Oh, what are you, fucking eight years man. old? You can't put the ketchup on there. You go both, man. 
Nah, you got, you you got to go mustard. You put mayonnaise on fucking shit, man. You got like I put the vegan mayo. No, no, I pull out the vegan mayo for special occasions. I'm not putting on goddamn hot. Worst topic we've ever exchanged with. Incredible. It's it's changed lives. Vegan mayonnaise. No, I'll be very upset. You know what else has changed lives on the internet? Being radicalized. You're like radicalized. I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for cholesterol levels, increased fucking taste bud, having, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, you're running in supermarkets and smashing eggs on the floor, being like, the baby chickens, pro-life. Yo, shout, shout out to my vegan A's cats. You know what I mean? I see you out there on these Twitter streets. Nah. I respect the next question. Just, um, all right. So next up, speaking of drum machines, we got a question from at WC Power nine he wants to know what's so bad about the sp 404 um that nothing is wrong with it as a as a device i think it's pretty fucking cool Pramrock has one he uses it for live shows i think it's cheesy as shit how it's like the de facto sound of quote-unquote like lo-fi post-dilla production like i think there's it I, i think it's like a it's like it's like it's like putting on like a fucking like like a beach towel around your neck and being like I'm a cape I'm a superhero. Well, it's a fucking beach towel, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's you could anything could be a cape. Like what are we talking about here? Like you don't need to just have an SP404 to to be an ill beat maker. You know what I mean? You could use the machine, you know, MP Small Pro uses been been using Fruity Loops for like 15 years. Me and Griff use Reason. I think it's just like it's the machine that correlates to a specific sound for like studying if you want to listen to beats to study to the 404 is the go-to shit for that if you want to listen to any other kind of beats they're not correlated specifically to a certain machine it's more like the youtube spotify algorithm for like lo-fi is connected to the sp that's my the 404 that's my beef with it but it's not a corny machine great shit has come out of it i just think it's it's shorthand for like a certain style that's fucking sleepy as hell. That's all. Mm. There you go. I mean, Cash, are you got anything to add? Oh no, I don't know anything about the four four. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna let <laughs> let you have the last word. I had to look up what the machine I know was. I was people, like, oh, that's the thing that people play with their fingers. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's fucking they cool. Definitely use it yeah. live. I'm more familiar with it live rather than studio instrument. Yeah, I mean, I, I know tons of great producers that use it for live performance and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely fucking cool. It's a cool yeah. machine. You know what I mean, I'm no beef, but the people that just use it only because it's going to get them algorithmic looks is whack to me. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Fuck, there you fuck go. you. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> all right. So at Trey doesn't wants to know. What are our thoughts on Quelly's discography? I think this this fucking guy is it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean it's, it. it's like can, that's who I would try to break it down. Yes. Yeah, he's he's a beat guy. That's my bucket list producer. Castro checked him off, which is incredible. Nice. A Prem's checked him yeah, off, right. which is dope. Nice. Yeah, now everything everything he drops is amazing. I think I think he's he's like he doesn't have the um, the pitchfork acclaim of Danny Brown, but he fucking mops up the floor with Danny Brown. Yeah, he doesn't have the mainstream acclaim of Kendrick, but he can hang with Kendrick. His discography is right there with Innocent Country, Two Guns, like all that shit. But Kendrick can't make being you as great. I wish I could be you more often. He can't make everything is fine. You know what I mean? Like 
No. Uh, you know, well, we, we. I mean, like, think about the the rappers that every like in this scene that everybody name checks is like the pinnacle right now. Like, it's always like K or Ka and yeah. Woods or Arnie. and Marcy. He's Marcy. right there with those guys. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was right there with them. I was saying, uh, I think I was saying to Cash. I said to you, I was, I was replaying Small Pro and Sean P. Eighty Six Witness. Mm-hmm. Well, he has like best verse on the album. Yeah, and, I mean, and he kind of just. He does like that deeper voice flow where it's kind of hard to hear what he's saying, where he says, like, you're in front of a liquor store selling bootleg DVDs. I'm cold blooded. Rick James, Tina Marie. Like, he's just coasted on that shit. And I'm like, dude, you kind of won this album, like very quietly. You know what I mean? You did it. And then, you know, all his shit with like his verses on like the Spencer for Hire shit. He's he mercs features. His albums are incredible. He's a great producer. Like Obamacare yeah. is one of my favorite beats of this oh decade. That beats fucking insane. He's, I love this guy, man. I really do. There's no weakness in his game. No, there's none. He's a five tool guy. Like he's Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Yeah. Anything to add, Castro? Who are we talking about again? Quelly. Quelly Chris. Oh, but who's the outfielder we just talked about? I said Ken Griffey. Griffey. I said he's a Quelly's five, five tools. He's he can do everything. Okay, like, thank, like Griffey. thank you for reiterating that. So, you know, Dale. Um, I like I like Quelly like like people that do favor like Isaiah Thomas. Mm. You know, they, he's not. It's it, sometimes you think he's not supposed to be here. He's a little mm. small in stature, but he's still in there mixing it up, Yo. throwing right hooks and left hooks, scoring thirty eight points and stuff. His, his discography is it's it's immaculate. Yep, he's gone in so many different directions. He comes back to center sometimes. He'll do this, he'll do that. Like literally, he'll do this, he'll do that, and not miss a beat. That's something we don't talk about a lot. Those either. he don't miss a beat. No, no matter no matter these different styles, he's trying it. Like the like um, Alaska said, innocent country too. Alaska, Me, right? yeah, yeah I said that. Yeah, oh, wrote, I yeah. said yo, all the melodies and that. So you know what Dog. that led to. You know what we're forgetting. He did um him and um. Oh man, him and the cat they did innocent country. I can't remember his name. Chris Keys. Um, yeah, they they did pieces of um, um Judas and the Messiah and the Black Messiah. Come on, bro. Come on, yeah, man. They helped that. Like you, you know what I like about him? He can do like the scuzzy lo-fi shit, and then he could do like the most gorgeous, stunning, like Bilal post neo soul shit. Like he he could do everything, and it's natural. Like nothing is ever forced with Quelly. He's brilliant. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think I think uh, Woods Woods called him like Walt Whitman, like he mm, just walks the street in New York, like writing and rapping to himself as he's like walking the, the streets. So there you go. Nice. There okay. it is. Um, I think that this is a, an interesting question, um, and it's from at Simpleton underscore Prods, and he wants to know. He'd love to hear how you pick beats, like how we pick beats as hmm. you think about new projects. Like how do you work with producers and maybe more generally, what do you hear and feel in a beat that, um, that moves? Good question. It's a really good question. Um, Castro, why don't you take this? Cause you know, little Robert Hutton. So first, a- you know, like, cause I, I, I've just recently gone through this and I'm going through it now again, you know, where, when I, when I was getting beats for Little Robert Hutton, I had something in my mind and I was getting some different submissions and I very much changed my mind to what mm. y'all hear on the final product. 
But right now I'm picking beats for new projects that I'm working on. And some of the beats, there's no diss to the producer or anything. They still fly. I feel like I'm going to have to pull the song out of the beat. Mm. If y'all get what mm. I'm saying, I got I yeah. to get into the d- dirt and the soil and pull the song out of it. So um, those are, those those ones are different in selection. You know what I'm saying? Because that one's almost like you're challenging yourself with this piece of music that you know this other producer made and you're kind of challenging yourself to, to hit that wavelength. But sometimes I'll just be telling the producer like, Give me that hot shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give me that hot shit. And sometimes I push. I'm bad. I'm bad with it. Like I'll I'll take a lot of beats to sift through them. But I feel bad when somebody only sends me like two or three because I'm gonna say no to all of them. I'm like, what else you got? And I don't want yeah. them to get discouraged while they go through their process, you know. So just give me like 10 beats, I'll listen to all of them. I'll tell you I like two. You know, mm. it was the next 10 beats. But yeah, I, I kind of just use the vague term you know just give me that ill shit unless i have a project in mind like i did with little rival Hood, mm-hmm. or even with um t- with tosh fucking cool dude what about you last um i mean because i usually do projects with one producer i usually get mm-hmm. like a pretty big beat pack um and it usually starts with like four or five beats like the four or five that just like right off the bat Bang. grab my attention um and you know, that'll sort of be the foundation of the record. Yep. Right. So it's like those, those are going to be the things that are going to drive the sound of the entire record. Um, And then from there, it's like, usually like there'll be like one or two other ones I'll find in that first pack. And then they'll just continue to send packs over where I'll have an idea. Like I want to do something like similar to this song. Right. And usually it's more like a structure thing. Like it'll be like, it's, it's rarely a rap song. It'll be like, Oh, a pop song or a rock song or some other shit. Like, I like the way like this is structured. Can you build something like this? Like um, when I was working with Griff on, um, on Perfect Tense, there was like, that was actually a longer song. We cut it because it, it was just like too long. But there's this song by Florence and the Machine called Dog Ooh. Days Are Over. She's, she's so dope. You know that song? So it was like, basically it was like the way that song builds up. Mm. and keeps building to this like cacophony sound then just drops boom it starts to cycle over again like that's what i wanted to do with that song so i just said that i was like create this for our record like so it's things like that like until you get your project done until you feel like these are all the holes are filled right everything you need is done um i love that um vegas vic has you know uh, a miasma of producers or Outside of that, like Alaska, I'm, I'm always working with like one producer. Mm-hmm. So when you have that one producer, you know, they they can start reacting to you like almost like a DJ with a crowd. Like you start seeing what works and you start sending like those type of beats where it'd be like, oh, you know what? I came across this whole one. I think based on the songs we're making, this this beat would fit this record versus getting a bunch of shit blind from people. You start you hear the pack and you can kind of get a feeling for what this get, this person's about. And then you'd be like, okay, mm. how does this fit into what I'm shaping with this album? Or for me, it's like, what shit makes me just want to fucking rap right now. And sometimes those yeah, are beats that are like, star. yo, if this just makes you want to rap, I'll figure everything else out later. I just want to create something and then piece it out uh, at like the post-production phase. But um, I think when it comes to choosing beats, it's like, I'm not the type of person that's like, gonna you send me 30 beats and i pick 10 
and then I just hoard them for fucking four years. Like I'm gonna pick yeah. three or four, and then probably use one. You know what I mean? Be like I'm definitely using this, and here's what I'm gonna. I plan on dropping it. Versus like, because I'm a producer. Like it's it's corny when people do that to me. Like oh, I like all this shit, and then two years go by, and I'm like, what the? I'm I'm yeah. not sending these beats to other people because you claimed it, and nothing's happening. Like fuck out of here. So uh, yeah, that's that's how my my process works in comparison to. Alaska and Castro. All right. So the, the next question comes from at Kits Willman. And mm. uh, Kits wants to know, who's the first Canadian rapper you ever heard? Uh, Socrates. Show Claire. Okay. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Um, Snow. Snow from Informer. <laughs> what about you, Castro? Wait, say it again. What, the first what? Canadian rapper that you ever heard. Oh, that was um, Socrates and... um. And Cardinal official. Oh, okay. I love Cardinal. Cardinal's so overrated. I mean, underrated. I'm sorry. Um, for me, it's Maestro Fresh West. Maestro Fresh okay. West. Yeah. Wow. I can't name one fucking song from that dude. He was like early, early late 80s, early 90s. I mean, he was around well after that, but that like he kind of had like one or two. Like he was a dude that would pop up on like Rap City when when chris thomas was a host chris thomas wow the mayor i'm looking him up he's always wearing canadian adjacent baseball hats yeah it's like a raptors hat or a blue jays yeah <laughs> in case we were wondering who he reps and he, he dresses like he he went to go see like the prop bros are like hooking up his house in like alberta <laughs> shouts to him shouts to canada yeah. shouts to jonathan's like canada. i hit a little barren wall <laughs> Shouts to Fresh it's Kills in Canada. Shouts to all these motherfuckers in Canada. We love yeah. Canada. Shouts Canada's to Canada's a wonderful place, man. Love Canada. I will move to yeah. Toronto tomorrow. Love it. Yeah, in a heartbeat. All right, uh, all right. So the next question comes from at MZ83. And uh, MZ wants to know best instrumental hip hop album. Ooh. Oh, man. I'm from the hospital. Johnny from the hospital. Uh, I'm going with Blockhead Music by Cape Light. Hmm. I'm going with um, what is the name of that album? Uh, the shit LP did with his dad. Oh, High Watermark? Yeah, that's the one. I like that's that. I know that's more like a jazz record, but I don't really like hip-hop instrumental albums, so um, Go fuck yourself. that's the one I, I like. That. How you like that? I, I'm fine. I could live with that. <laughs> There's so many now. There's just a lot. There's yeah, so, I mean, oh. I don't know. Even like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not really into it. Okay, fair enough. It's cool. I'd rather just throw in a jazz record. Boom. Um, all right. So big R. Oh, big R in SD's got Homie. three questions for us. Okay. So first one is you're asked to AR a mainstream artist album. And told to get features from indie rappers and producers who can appeal to both hip hop heads and radio fans. Who do you got? Let's make it simple: one rapper, one producer, indie rapper, one indie producer. That could appeal. No, he wants to make it mainstream. No, but he, you're, you're a and R in the mainstream artist record, but he wants you to get features from an indie rapper and an indie producer. Who could appeal mm, to both heads and radio fans? Wow, it's quite. What a kind of artist are we picking with first? We're picking a pop star first. 
I guess it's just got to be any mainstream artist. Doesn't really say what it is. Mm. Wow, that, this is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, well, what, what what do you guys want to do? You want to do it as a mainstream rapper or a mainstream like pop artist? And we'll just pick one artist and then who we think would go. Good What's a mainstream rapper like French Montana? Or yeah, he's mainstream. I guess. Yeah, he's definitely mainstream. Yes. Yeah. Or like Travis Scott. You know, yeah, Migos, okay, okay, uh, G Easy. Oh, god, you better be doing better. Don't be calling that track. No, uh, all right, Britney Spears is dropping a record. <laughs> uh, um, for my feature, listen, I'm not just saying this because the home team and I'm putting the album out, Andrew could really crush it because Andrew has very memorable very catchy relatable choruses and his his verses are like super hip-hop this is not like some tourist shit so shout out to everybody that's pre-ordered the new album the rain knows what it's doing but even if i wasn't putting this album out i would pick him because he realistically could occupy him and like teller banks to me can fit on a mainstream record pretty 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 easily those are my those those are my guys for the, from the indie world. Okay, who you got, Castro? I'm at a loss with this question. Yeah, because I, I don't know a lot of I don't know a lot of mainstream rappers that I would want to do anything. Um, yeah, I might have passed. Um, I'll go with uh, for rapper. I'm gonna pick. Fuck it, let's go with uh Bruiser Wolf. Ooh, okay. Um, and then for producer, let's go with hmm. go Jason Griff. Why not? Sure. Keep it in house. <laughs> Why the fuck not? I'm trying to think of like yeah. what producer could I feel like Willie Green could do it. He's very musical. Yeah, Willie Green can do it. And he's yeah. got a he, he can polish sound. things up. He can really be yeah. that versatile to make it happen. So I'm I'm picking Green. Yeah. Boom. Uh, I mean you could always just pick LP for both roles. He's kind of like yeah. popular or, enough, or but still underground. I'm picking uh Twami. Love Twami. Love that. Oh, I'm picking Fonte for my rapper, actually. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. so his second question is. Worst slash most lopsided trade in either NBA, MLB, or NFL history. What do you think it is? It doesn't have to be all of them. Just you know, pick the one that you think. Lopsided trades. Hmm. We sure it was pretty bad. Yeah. That was pretty pretty bad. Hmm. It was all said and done. Which one was that? Barkley to Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sixers eight shit. Yeah, we got, we I'm, I'm going. Um, Minnesota Vikings trading Herschel the Walker. mother load of bat draft picks to uh, Dallas for Herschel Walker. Um, if we're doing that, I'll just do the Ricky Williams Saints thing where they traded the entire draft. Oh, good right. one. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Well, Mike Dick and all that shit. Yeah, that was a stupid fucking move. <laughs> okay, and then because his, as his we final... know, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 
No, prospects are bullshit. You always go for the proven thing. You don't yep. you don't unload everything for fucking potential. Wait, yeah. Wedding ring. And the wedding gown. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Right. Um, but he did have a couple good years when he was with Miami. He really did. He I did. love him. He did. Um, he wakes up and smokes out. weed. Shouts to Billy Woods. Yeah. Um, all right. His final question: You could travel back in time and talk to one artist to give advice to help fix a bad album. <laughs> Who do you travel to see, and what advice do you give to save the record? Wow. I saw someone comment. That are I, in SD coming. I saw you. someone comment that I would fix Sauce Money. Yeah. Which which isn't wrong. Um. But I think if sauce, hmm, this is difficult. Castro, would you would you would you help OC? Uh, go right to Redman and tell him to dis- <laughs> disenfran- disengage himself from Eric Sermon. <laughs> oh my God! Um, I feel like Method Man, like to Cal Zero, really doesn't getting brought up as one of the worst rap albums of all time. It is unlistenable. It's really bad. And it's so bad it's forgotten, which is even sadder because Meth has, Meth has like dedicated his, his life to being a fucking great rapper, and he is. But yeah. Takao Zero is such, it was like he was in that space where the woo was like descending from popularity. And everyone was always saying, like, oh, you sound good in all these features. Like, you should just do an album produced by like, like puffy executive produced to Cal Zero. And he put his I I promise you, he put his faith in Puffy's hands. But the first single was called What's Happening featuring Buster Rhymes, where they just remade the video for Bring the Pain, which was like eight years old. It's really bizarre and stupid. And the album is like fake rock wilder beats. Yeah, fake track masters. It's just like He's doing all terrible punchlines, trying to be a ladies' man. It's just, it's like literally forgotten from everyone. It, it's almost as if it never happened. But uh, yeah, I would, I would fix that album. Wasn't, was meth, there, wasn't meth. there a, a mixtape with that album? And it was like some accompaniment to go. I, I forget. He he did a mixtape years later called like the Meth Lab, which was like, yeah, that's what I'm. He's rapping I'm great, but then he puts on like seventeen people from Staten Island that suck. So I would not recommend the meth lab except for him. But meth meth is like he has, you know, he's like Castro. He's like a dude that's like drafted by the wrong team and then gets traded to like two more wrong teams. Like that's meth as a solo artist. He keeps landing in the wrong spots. Rudy Rudy Gay. Gay. Yes. Rudy Gay. Thank you. (laughs) Rudy Gay. That's a good one. All right. So there's actually only one correct answer here. Grand Puba. No. Cannabis. Oh, good going call. back to cannabis, love it. Telling him to leave LL Cool J the fuck alone, love it, and get the fuck away from Wyclef. Yes, yes. I agree with the second, not necessarily the first. That was a really good song. That's that the really best song, song ever made. It was a really good song, but he wasn't in the spot to do it yet. Mm. I mean, maybe if he had a, a killer record, it would have been different, right? Um, because that album is really ass cheeks, but. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think 98. Who was like really hitting in 98? That would have been good for him. Uh, I mean, everyone who was on Big Pun's album. Yeah. Big Pun's like, album. Primo. Primo, which he turned like, down Devil's Primo. Pie. He turned down Devil's Pie. That's where wait, Cannabis wait. was. 
oh yeah, come on. You just like pull the Nas, get everything. What if he just stay with Mr. Chicken? Yeah, like just Mr. Cheeks. Like what's the yeah, no, exactly. The, yeah. the Lost Boys album has like Pete Rock, Easy Moby. It has mm-hmm. like a stable of really competent and or yeah. great. It's not that difficult. Like he yeah. has access to shit. You know what I mean? He, he, got, has he got caught up with. Yeah, that that's the move. Get rid of Wyclef. Second round knockouts. A whole. I get, I hear you, Castro. It's a whole different story. Right. If that album bangs. But and you he know has what it a was? second real heater diss track in the back pocket. Yeah, but you know what it is to go to Castro's point? If that's your first single, that's the only Wyclef contribution. I think like Wyclef was involved with that song, but that's it. Yeah. Like you, you can't have Wyclef popping up anymore. Yeah, one beat. Right. No. One right. beat. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a new episode with Wyclef. Uh, I'm sorry, with Cannabis on um, uh, Sight for Sounds and, and um, Peter Rosenberg. I'm going to check it out on uh, Juan Epstein. Where they talk to him. I'm curious to hear what he says. So I, I haven't listened yet. I'll report back. All right. There you go. So uh, we got uh, a question from at Kalong93. <laughs> and um, he's curious to hear our thoughts on Primo's weekly So What's Up series. Love it. Love it. And then what other producer rappers would you like to see emulate this series? Like whose archives would you want to dig into? Um, I love this shit. They just had OC My World, which is like top two premiere beat for me ever. Um, I would like I just heard Easy LP on uh Breaking Adams podcast. He's incredible. That guy, like this, he made fucking like bloody money CNN, but he made like special delivery G He's got he made get money. Wow. Like his shit is insane. And he's one of those guys like from an era when you know. You just check the credits and saw somebody's name. They weren't like putting tags on their beats or being in the video. I feel like a guy like that would really benefit from people knowing like, oh, by the way, I did every insane fucking beat from 95 to like 02. So he's my call. I I actually never checked it until today. So I saw this question. It's awesome. And it's really cool. I was expecting not to like it, to be honest with you. I was like, come on, man. Like. What is this shit? Because I like mystery around artists, right? Like you do. But then the thing I was thinking about, I was like, like it'd be really stupid if, like, you know, like I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody that's like young and out. Like even if like Kendrick did that right now, true. It'd be really stupid, right? Mm Because it's like you have to be a legacy artist. You have to be somebody who's like your career is sort of like your. This is your Quincy Jones documentary. Good point. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like. Primo's earned the right to do shit like that. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, right. none of us have. No. You know, like, even somebody like, you know, like saying like L, who's been around forever, Woo. he's still in the thick of his career. He's still, right? like, yes. He's still like he's still actively. He's got some time before he's there. Yes. You yes. know, um, so if I, if I could go and pick anybody, um, I would love to hear like Marley Marl would be really cool because he's mm. been around so many cool shit. Um, I think like Ice Cube would be cool or like Ice wow. T, like people that are just like around like a cool, like cool with everybody down with like, you know, mm. artists from all over the, all over the country. Um, I think that could be really cool. Like Dungeon Family would be really dope. Oh man, that'd be great. 
Yeah. So. Oh, uh, real, real quick. Easy LP produced fucking ice down medallions. Wow. For Royal Flush. And he produced, um, you ready for this? I love yeah. my life. Your jam. And nice. he produced, sometimes I won't cry and pray. Sometimes, wow. sometimes I won't chill and lay. Sometimes, sometimes I get drunk all goddamn day. Goddamn day. He even says it on the on shout to Breaking Adams. He was like, I'm from the Bronx. And there was like a, he was like, there was a three year stretch where I was like, every Queens rapper got me on it. Uchi Wally did that. He Oof. did the song H.N.I.C. for fucking Prodigy. Like nice. this dude is nasty. He did special back, guys. emergency in the, in the kitchen. Oh. I'm back. <laughs> Oh my God! Do you have a, the, a producer that you would want? A producer you'd want to see do like a DJ premiere? So what's up? Like a weekly breakdown of some of his, you know, favorite beats. It could be a producer or a rapper. Okay, that's for the question. Rapper. If it was a rapper, I'd want to see how uh, Lupe came up with the cool. Ooh. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Flames. And as a producer, um, let me see. As a producer. You, you said easy LP already, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Alaska, who'd you say? I said, um, what the fuck did I say? I said like Ice Cube or Ice T if it was a rapper. Um, okay. A producer like Marley Marl, somebody like that. Of course. So I'm going to take the other side of that equation. I like to see the bomb squad. Oh, good call. That's a good one. I like that. Nice. Let's see them All right. with, with Larry. Um, with Larry in there too, talking shit. Yeah. All that shit. That's awesome. All right. So I'm looking for one thing real quick because. Oh, okay. It's the same person that actually asked this question twice. Um, Kushal Ununi. Okay. I think I pronounced it right. I don't know. Um, he wants to know our opinions on Mahami. Like he heard, oh. you know, in the in the Odd Future episode, we kind of touched around it, um, but. Yeah, just to get our opinions on it. <clears throat> Gastro. Right, well, I'm, I'm not too much of a Makami fan. I listen first, and then I make my decision. I just go blindly into the night. I'm, I don't get it. So, you know, so there's a lot of me that don't get it. And so me and my partners always have these deep discussions or whatever sometimes. Sometimes they're just like, okay, you don't get it. It's all good. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't really get it. Some of it. I like a lot of it. He's very, very creative man, very talented. But I don't get the um, you know, head in your hands bars of infinity from it, like with my partners. Infinity bars, that's how they act. Like the stand-ups or something. And I don't share that sentiment. That's all I like. Um, I'm kind of in the same boy. I think he's cool. Like, I really liked uh, Pray for Haiti. I thought that was a really good record. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the follow-up at all. I liked the follow-up, and I didn't like Pray for Haiti. Yeah. I like Balanced Tone. I didn't like Pray for Haiti. So, you know, you see yeah. it's a, He's a real hit or miss with me. Like, when he hits, mm-hmm. he's really dope. And when he misses, it's, it's like it's bad. It just it doesn't do anything. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I listened to it once or twice, and never going back to it. All right. Bat and clean up. Uh, I think... Um... I think he's pretty fucking incredible. I think um, um, Bulletproof Law is 
fucking amazing. I think Haitian that body odor is crazy. I still ain't listening to it. I'm yeah, I think Haitian body HBO is crazy. I think Pray for Haiti is crazy. I think there's moments on Balance Show that it's like separation of the sheep and goats. Unbelievable. He's just he excites me because I'm totally burned out from myself as an artist and listening to rappers that are just like I put out. 29 verses a year and they're all the same so his musicality his pockets are fucking amazing like his flow choices on like 26 letter 10 boxes sin eater even like with the alchemist and evidence shit sell me this pen like uh, he's it's the musicality that grabs me first and then within that he has lines where i'm like oh you're like a getting money like drug world nerd like you you were saying like all these rappers big 12 like march madness like he's got those type of lines that are you know touch on like how much coke weighs and all that stuff but then i'll just have other parts where i'm like oh you're actually kind of a nerd which i, I appreciate because i'm a nerd so i love this dude I, he's got a lot of songs that sound the same and aren't great because he's just been really, really prolific, but like songs like 900k off Taylor 2, like crazy, you know what I mean? Like he's he's special, you know. I just, I just think he, I think he just has put out too much music. That's my only knock on him, you know what I mean? Like if he was doing like one album a year, it would be fucking unbelievable. But it's like two and a half to three a year. I'm like, well, not every idea needs to come out, but. I think his skill set is pretty fucking great. So there you go. Oh, all right. So let's go with uh, we got uh, Dan, aka uh, Mind underscore Playing underscore. He had a few different questions, and God damn it, I accidentally dropped one. Um, let's come back to that one because I, I okay. gotta find it. Sure. Um, but then he also suggested doing like a Desert Island Discs episode, which would be kind of fun. That would be cool. Um, so we're going to come back to the, the question. I, I just got to find it. Uh, Dano wants to know, uh, from Free Music Empire, wants to know, what 90s artist would you most like to drop into the independent underground to start their career from now? So does he mean like drop in the 90s underground or like just today like starting a career so take somebody from like like a 90s artist it doesn't have to be an underground artist like i think more like a mainstream artist that didn't like really take off okay and then put them into the system now like where they could thrive oh like who do you think would thrive in this system respect the deck Mm. he would he would do great because he would just do jay oh jay rule would crush you do really well. We got Lask. Ludicrous. <laughs> Ludicrous. I think he did pretty Ludicrous well, though. The I think he did well, but I think he would do cool in this system. I think it'd be interesting to see what he does there where he, like, isn't sort of, like, tied to any, like, mainstream record labels or anything. You don't You don't want to hear him do, uh, he raps on Austin Powers? You weren't into that one? No, I definitely don't ever want to hear that. That was the worst <laughs> fucking song ever made. In it was world. so fucking bad. All right, so I got Dan's question. Okay. Um, and this is a good one, I think. Um, so this is uh, at mind underscore playing underscore. He wants to know, 
what album do you wish you could hear for the first time again? Oh, like like Lou listening to Colvane last week for the first time? Cole yeah. Colvane. I would say that's the one I would pick. That or Supreme Clientele. Um, what album I could hear for the first time? I got a dark horse. What is it? Prince Among Thieves. Prince Among Thieves. Good one. Mm. Now what's coming together when you listen to track by track and you might have heard a video or some snippets. He was starting to be getting bowled over by the third song, by the fifth song. Right. Tyreek rapping his ass off. You into the story all heavy. You get to Machine World. Welcome to Weapon Weapon World. Weapon World, yeah. Come on, yo. That shit was crazy. That shit was fire. And to hear that for the first time, to understand what Prince Paul was unlocking, that, that's something I'd like to do again. That's a good, that's, I like that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was a moment. Like hearing moment. all of the skits and like how it's tied in and and then the concepts within like money. Somebody training. just hit me to that. They say, yo, they say, I remember you the one that told me. They must have been talking to somebody else about it. How the songs, like um, that drink song, I didn't like it, but in the mix. Pools? Oh. And then the in other the one, mix? what's the second song? What's the second song when um because it, it worked right in the mix? Money Trees? No, no, no. Or Keisha. I mean, uh, what's that shit called? Oh, it's Kunta Kente or something like that. Was it no, no, like no, that? that that's Tapimba Butterfly. What, no, what, it's, what, the song's the good, note. kid. No, uh, um, uh, bitch, don't kill my ride. Bitch, don't oh, kill yeah. my vibe. Oh my god, I am a Santa. I hated that song. Last time. I hated that song. It, in the it wasn't, it wasn't grabbing me. But then when I saw yeah. where they put it in the record, oh, I was like, oh so man, it's perfect. It's one of so the best arranged albums ever. Yeah, it's a exactly. just. I, I, I think it's the best. I, I think I picked it as the best album in the last decade, right? Yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut. No, you no, no. Like, and Hit Boy did backseat freestyle. Like that beat yeah. is fucking amazing. Like, yeah. even poetic justice with Drake, which is all over the radio, where they're just rapping over fucking Janet Jackson. Like yeah. it was a corny yeah. single, but in the flow of the album, I'm like, okay, I don't skip it. I'm like, all right, I'm with it. Right. But then having like right. Good Kid with Pharrell, and then Mad City with MC8. With- you know what I mean? Yo, that's crazy. That all crazy. they hear yeah. is yak, 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 yak. That shit is <laughs> crazy. Y'all. Ain't that crazy? That crazy. Let, oh, where you from? Where your grandma stay? Huh? Oh, oh, wait, huh? God. All the heroes, bitches. I did, I did, I did, I did. Oh, Alaska. Yes. Is it your turn? Uh, no, I already went. What did you pick again? Uh, Cold oh, Cold yo, yo, I wait, wait, real quick. Good kid is 10 years old. God damn. Yeah. You know what else is 10 years? And unfortunately, I'm going to bring it up. What? Trayvon Martin was 10 years ago, man. Damn. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. That boy would uh. rock me today. I was like, damn, it's been 10 years. Same old shit. But just the fact that happened 10 years ago and yeah. nobody touched that man. That's wow. the part I, mean, I was That's like, the other thing, right? Exactly. That's, that's the unspoken. But 10 years ago, I was like, oh, man, it just blew me back. I just had to sit there for a second. Yeah. Yo, for 10 years ago, Kendrick was 24 years old making that album. 24. He had help. Somebody helped him storyboard that shit. Oh no, they, it, it was, was Interscope. It was on Interscope. So you know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like the way it, all the pieces fell in place, somebody had to storyboard that shit with him. Oh. Not for him. I'm just I mean, saying. Dre. Fucking Dre, dude. Dre. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Dre was there. Anyway. All right. What else we got? Uh, all right. So let's take a quick break and then knock out these last few last few questions. Okay. Cool. 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 
It's that time again, we're back. Career Crooks, me and Small Professor. New album, Never At Peace, available now worldwide, streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back, me and Small Pro never had these career crooks available now. The Black Panther Party 10 Point Program, written October 15, 1966. We want freedom, we want power to determine the destiny of our black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. Four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released into many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which are connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All, all men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwood Studios. Get it now. We're back. All right, we got another question from uh, Sabo, and this is, I think this is a really good one. <clears throat> said, uh, my dad always says he won't allow himself to listen to Kind of Blue more than one time per year mm. because he, he doesn't want to ruin it. Do you have tracks or albums like that where you have to intentionally resist the urge to overplay it? Help me out. What is what is kind of blue? The Miles Davis jazz Miles Davis. Uh, kind of blue. Got you. All right, that one. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, so is there a song I don't listen to, or not? Because it'll take me someplace. Or just like you um, don't want to like get like obsessed with it, and like if you listen to it, you listen to it over and over again until you never want to hear it again. Oh, for yeah. a while that was at Aesop One Hundred Four. The fact that it was hidden, and you had to go find it, and then you know all the things that came with that, and then um. Song 
it stopped me dead in my tracks. Um, it, but it probably was impossible. Mm. It was impossible. Mm. Like I had, I kept going to Ghostface and the RZA first. Both of wow. those verses over and over and over again. This is verse is like very slept on. That verse is amazing. That verse is great, yeah. And it's just them two, right? Yep, you got two. You got yeah, you yeah, got yeah, United yeah. Nations acapella occupation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a great one. Yeah, it is. Uh, um, I don't know if I have anything like I don't limit myself to listen to something, but I kind of just have found myself doing this thing where it's like. I sort of just like relive my history with music mm. a lot. Like Where I'm just sort of like meaning like, you know, like there's different periods in my life where I was listening to certain things, right. like whether it's like certain rock bands, certain rap artists, um, you right. know, certain metal bands, certain punk bands, um, you know, some R&B shit, but I'll just like seasonally, I'll just sort of like go through like, a yeah. week or two where like I'm only going back into that genre That's great. and I'll spend time with it. And then I'm like, all right, I got to change this. Like cause I'm going to run into the ground and then it'll That's be great. like, so I'll go from like listening to like, like two weeks, listening to just like nothing but punk. And then I'm like, all right, I got to take a break from this. Let me go listen to like, just this, like these jazz records I got. That's awesome. And then, all right, I need a break. I'm going to go listen to like, like all my Iron Maiden records for like two weeks. That's you know, like then that. I'm going to listen to like only underground hip hop, like only like I got this giant playlist of like all like the Bob Beetle freestyles and like sort of like the uh, Stretch and Bob Beetle promos and shit like that, like all like the demos and stuff that they used to have. Nice. And I'll, I'll listen to that for like, like that. two. And it's just like a weird, I, like I don't know, I've been doing it lately. So I think it's like a sort of regulation, but it's... <laughs> okay. You know, it, it's trying to avoid like playing something completely out. And then when I'm done with all that, like I just like put on jazz. Fair enough. Yeah, I like that. Listen to that. Yeah. That's the glue. Um, yeah. I do this like when I'm, you know, running out of energy for albums or features or whatever, where I'm like, I got no gasoline in the rap tank. There's like a, a certain set of Nas records I'll go back to. Right. Lost tapes. It's not even like a Nas album. I'm not like, you know, it was written or Illmatic, Stillmatic. It's like certain Nas songs. Like he has his one song with AZ called Serious that was supposed to be on, I think, Hip Hop is Dead, where it's like the rawest shit of all time, where they just do the same pattern. Where like AZ is like, check my track record, respect is my black, reckless, expect me to act reckless. I'm rich and I'm ass naked at a bank, would have liquor, my drinks and my glass separate. I'm rolling. Like it's just, it's everything you want from Nas and AZ, and the song never came out officially. So it, it was like one of my first like internet blog discoveries in like 2005 or some shit. So I have like this a playlist of all like these Nas B sides and like DJ Clue joints and like features and. Like the one love remix was Sadat X and like Rick Ross Triple Bean Dreams from uh, Rich Forever, like that type of Nas shit. Like mm-hmm. the and and I I really only ever go to them when I'm like I have no ideas or I'm like trying to finish a record and I'm just like fatigued, and so I purposely like don't play that shit for any other reason. You know what I mean at all? Like Nasty by Nas, like One on One on the Real. Um, 
this one funk master flex freestyle he did on funk flex two. I just can't do it. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, this is like sacred shit. I need to replenish myself when I listen to like these certain Nas. So it's like 30 Nas songs I have, but um, yeah, that, that's, that's like my, my, my Holy grail right there. I go to and shit. <laughs> All right. So um, man who wants to know, um, do we ever wish that Wu Tang would have developed a more rehearsed, polished, and themed live show, a la Dre and Snoop, Snoop during Up and Smoke, rather than perform? Uh, no, I'm gonna say you, you, you don't even have to finish. You ain't got to finish. I'm gonna say no. But check this out. I'll tell you one thing: all the clips we've seen, Wu Tang don't forget their lyrics. True. Yeah. They know all their lyrics. They know their brothers' lyrics. True. You know what I'm saying? Get the hell out of here. They know. They, they know. They know people that might not have showed up to the show lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they know them lyrics. They never fumble on a word, not one word. And I've seen mad iterations of them. Yep. So, to have them all like Jay-Z to rehearse and then Bleak comes out in the third song, I mean, that works for Jay. Yeah, that works for Jay. Yeah. Nobody's knocking that. But for Wu-Tang, you know, and Wu-Tang, it's actually highly rehearsed, if you ask me, because they don't they do not do verses out of order. No. True. True. You see what I'm saying? So, it's a whole so different they, animal, too, compared to, like, two guys in a group yep yeah exactly, you know exactly. I mean? right like, right right it's like eight of them yeah that's yeah, true it's always gonna you be gotta chaos. make it look like control chaos I have, i've had groups like yeah. that but the, yeah. i think they had fallbacks for like all right when 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 they mess up like this yo let's do this you know saying right. going to run goes you know what i'm saying like he got that joint cocked and ready i don't think it's always like a bunch of wild freestyle some panamanians in the fucking staircase nah but I think they have fail safes that they have memorized the fail safes, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I I don't really have anything to add. Um, <laughs> but I think it would be really corny if it was like like think about if they just like put on a show like fucking um oh god, Jurassic Five. <laughs> like how stupid yeah. would that be for Wu Tang? And like, claps and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. For, you know, like you're going to Wu Tang for like like the rawness. Right. Um, all right. So, okay. Nice raps wants to know up, who's man? an artist. What's that? I'm saying, what's up? Okay. Same nice. Up, oh, peace, peace yeah. Okay. Nice. It's it right very there. nice. Actually. He's, he's a real good rapper. Awesome dude. Um, who's an artist you really feel fell off, but you can't put your finger on why. <sighs> Who fell off? But you can't put your finger on why. I don't know how Bubba Sparks ain't work. Mm. I mean, I kind of know, but then I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because he came out with that other deliverance in the first record, right very on. different. Right and on. I thought, yeah. he, and I think he did a third thing. Miss New Booty, that was a big hit. That was on the third one. See, that second record was dope. Deliverance is fucking. And then the third one was on. without Timbo, yeah. without Timbo and him. Yeah, so yeah. it seemed like all the right pieces. He chubby looking, cute fella. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I think yeah. he had girls in his video. He yeah. wasn't offensive yep. to nobody. No. Nope. But I don't know if that well, maybe that well was just too short. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? If they were going right. really into, they already did the Hayride song. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? They already <sighs> did the Milk the song. Cow song. So I, I don't know how much you can rap about agriculture, per se. Or maybe you no, could have done yeah. it better. You could have went. Maybe there's like a, a subculture. I'm pretty sure, right? There's he he might have been like, and stuff like so that. Good. he might have been like 10 years too early or 15 He's years too early. early. Okay, I'm with that. You know, like, look at how, like, country is right now. Like, those motherfuckers, like, are, like, trying to do rap music. 
Yep. Because, I mean, I know yeah. there's like rap country, but even like if you see like if you turn on like the Grammys or something, like the country artists are on, they're all like doing yeah. rap, rap hands. And trap like, shit. Sort of, they, like, they, 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 they get trap shit. Trap. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I agree. You know, um, if he came out now, he might have hit different. My my vote. Well, he P- still hit, but you know. Yeah, my my vote's for PD crack. There's you really know, no. You think he drop? You count? You count him even dropping? PD Crack is Castro. He's like the ultimate unfulfilled potential guy. He wins like in he, every category. Come on, the yo. best voice, best flow, most charisma, pocket patterns, hooks. Two fan bases from being a, a, a you know a hoodie gangster in Philly and being born. Being Puerto Rican, like the ring, the that, ring, that like yeah, come on, that would have had a million fans. You already every, know how every fucking Sixers game they play the <laughs> instrumental for Flipside with with him and Freeway. Oh shit! I mean, forever he was in the Roots. Jay Z put him in the Roots, starting on Rising he, Down when he was Petey Petey. Like he, they were so him, Yeah, he did the fucking brand new funk revised version with Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. They they redid that, and it's crazy. Everything he did is fire, but he was just. You know what it was? He was stuck in that worst era in rap music and just never got out of that era. Like when it was just like mixtapes and like major yeah. label meets not right meets like that piff meets like labels. I mean, budget shrinking like he never if he was just like, yo, fuck it. I'm just going to make a 100,000 this year fucking with um, Willie the Kid and Smoke Dizza and Mugs. Right. He could that do that been, shit. That would have been different. He could do that. But like all of those dudes we know, Castro and last, like all those dudes came in a game being like, yo, here's like fucking 80,000 for doing nothing. You're on a label. Here's $80,000. Yeah. Like he can't go back to like, oh, I got to like make a lot of shit and put out a lot of wax to make 80,000 this year. He can't do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. It's just they're not accustomed to like putting in. I'm sorry to say it's like not accustomed to like work. You know, there's. Yeah, that's not how they came in the game. Not how they, they came, came in, in on, you know. Cooperative economics, almost like we're yeah. gonna put you out there in front. Yep. This one gonna do that. For that that's that one gonna do this part. Yep. And, you know, you do your little part, and then you'll be out of there. Yep. So that's my call. Who do you got, Les? So did I tell y'all? Um, Goonie just ordered me to um take it in blood. Nick's Nick's book or whatever. I'm probably saying the title. Oh yeah, the, the Chris Heron book. Chris Heron wrote that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shouts to him. He's a, he's an ill writer. The '90s um, Knicks. Who you got, Les? I got a real controversial one. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to start no shit. It's just like I haven't felt anything that this artist has done in a, in a while. Like even like when it's like an album I like, it's not like hitting me the way that it had in the past. Like there's just something that's not as dope as like the prime version of this artist, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Prodigy. No, I'm sorry, not Prodigy. What am I saying? Alchemist. Oh. Hmm. Oh, um, hmm. And, and I'm not just trying to stir the pot. Like, I'm being serious. Like, All right, when did you like Alchemist a lot? What, what songs? What song are we talking about? I mean, I, I really like sort of like uh, Keep It Thorough Alchemist. I Please. like um, We Gonna Make It Alchemist. Like, that's the Realist Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. Realist. Okay. What was that? The Core Mega Alchemist? No, the. The Mob Deep, the realist with G Rap. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought um, I thought you said the realness. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. he's on that yeah. album too. You're right. Um, yeah. So good. Um, we address that. Uh, I, I can agree in a sense that Al, the last four or five years, has moved. Like even he did like wet wipes for, for Cam, which is fire. 
or like surgical gloves for Ray. He doesn't pick like the juicy fat loops. He picks like atmospheric pieces and then adds atmospheric like gothic sounds on top. And it's not like that loop is fucking crazy. Four bars of that, please, over and over and over forever. Like he's moved away from that type of shit. And like, so for me, even on like Haram, he doesn't have like those, that kind of shit that he would do for Prodigy or Mob Deep or whoever. I just, I just think like he's just stylistically moved out of that space. He's doing more like, as, again, it's not like the, the punch to the face loop. It's more of like zone out for 10 songs type of record. I think he's more like in that space of like a full album than like placing hot beats on people's albums. I think that's where he is. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like somebody that you feel fell off, but you don't know why. Fair enough. So with, with regards to that question, that's where I'm at. It's like, I don't hate him. It's just that he's like, he's not as magical to me as he once was. There you go. Keep it a buck. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not not dissing, dude. You know, he's no. a legend. He's one of the greats. Incredible. Great um, rapper, so too. Bob Cosmo Radio wants to know, uh, what is your favorite People Under the Stairs track? Oh, um, was it something Night? What's that one called? Um, hold on. It says the Nights, Saturday Nights, Oakland Nights, or something. What is it called? I'll be honest. I've never listened to a People of Stairs album in my life. San Francisco Nights. Oh, is that an album or just on a warm San Francisco night? Yeah, I don't know. That yeah, that's, that's that's their greatest song to me. Like. I, and I only I only bump like an album. People on the so, stairs song. So they they a typical rap duo. They both DJ. You know, they both make beats and they both rap. And they just been putting out steady stuff for like going on a better part. I guess like over fifteen. Maybe mm-hmm. over ten, and they recently retired. Kind of, um, uh, Double K he died, yeah. but they also had they announced the last they announced their retirement a while like the year prior. Oh, the year prior. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. They said this is you know either the year prior or maybe like four or five months ahead. You know, COVID messes people's perception of time up. But yeah. yeah, they announced that this is their last go round and thinking all their fans and mm-hmm. you know and and they played I think a couple of shows in like in lieu of that. And then, um, oh, wow. and then Double K died, so it was like, Ooh. yeah, that's sad. You know, sometimes people like you ever see, um, you ever have a grandmother that's nothing seems to be wrong with her, but she dies, you know, yeah. after a certain period of time because her, her husband died. It could be 10 years, it could be a week, you know what I'm saying? But they like go up, they they go, they transcend with them, and, yeah. the, and they and the doctors can't, and the doctors can't put their finger on what it is. Um, it could have been something like that once the yeah. group went. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wishing nothing bad. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was, what sickness it was, but it's just, yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Um, I mean, they seem like, I, I threw a couple of joints on. I was like, they're cool. Um, I should probably dig into them a little more, but I never never really got into them. Me, me neither. And um, there, there, was right, like a, so... there was like a Thess, real quick, there was like a Thess one album I really fuck with called like Lifestyle Marketing. I used to run that shit. But I never played mm-hmm. people on their stairs. Just, I just, it's a blind spot for me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's not like it's not a commentary on them. It's more just I missed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um. All right. So, um, 
C4X wants to know how excited we are that Eminem leads in all nominations to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course. He is rock and roll. He ain't fucking rap. He is rock yeah, and roll. Yeah. Yeah. He's white. He's, he's fucking white rock radios pick since 2000 to be in that place. Like we've talked about it a lot. I think he's that video of him rapping in front of a fucking Pac-Man machine with his hands on his hip looking like a fucking oh, little teapot. That. Bro, that I'm like all I hear is Yeah, the only the only good thing about the, his video was it maybe went back to like the Chris Delia videos. Too many blamkins, namkins. I'm in a Ford Taurus having abortion with the floorboard. Like when Chris Delia clowned that motherfucker so hard and made it plain to see that all the individual conversations we've all been having as rappers about him for 15 years, like when a comedian can point this shit out, you know what I mean? He's like, my word's a weapon. My word's a portion of the Like, it's just, he's a fucking dork. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. a sad dork. And I just like, I don't know, man. He belongs in that corny shit. You know, like I've, I've been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's cool. Yeah. But he belongs there. He is fucking Fago and a fucking cypher hat forever. Put that shit in the museum. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Def C, we got another one. He wants to know, um, and I'm only including this question because he, because of the artwork that I had sent over just now. Love it. Um, but uh, he wants to know which show is more has a more reprehensible cast of characters, Seinfeld or The Sopranos? Yeah. Um, it's not a trick question, is it? No, I think it's I just, think so. you know. I mean, oh, okay, it's Seinfeld. the Sopranos. They've got fucking murders. Oh, so Seinfeld or, or the Sopranos. Sorry. I thought yeah. I heard it. Yeah. Um, just because you, it's funny because you don't realize it when you're watching Sopranos, but you do, they do let you in on it when you're watching Seinfeld on how awful these people are. Yeah. Like um, when Dr. Melfi realized that, you know, Tony was possibly psychologically playing her. Um, and that's in their last meeting. She just kicked them out. Yeah. Or that that Good Samaritan episode. That's exactly what happened to the Florida. Mm. You know. So um, let's see. Wait, what was I'm, the Good I'm Samaritan big, episode? It was the last episode, the two parter where they um, oh. watched watch the jail. man get robbed. Yeah, and they're in, yeah. they're in jail out in like what were they at Narragansett or something? They were in some like weird yeah. or some shit. I forget. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Soprano like murders people. He's reprehensible, right. but like murders people. But like you, no, no question. If you're if you're, you're watching gonna... them, you're watching them do like salaciously terrible shit, right? Like in a yeah. very cheating on their wives, lying, you know, fucking people over. Murdering I think people. Yes, I think it's <laughs> I think it's Seinfeld because it captured and still captures the entire culture. But these are like unbelievably vain, petty, egotistical, like vindictive motherfuckers that we all got tricked into like, oh, they're the coolest people. Right. Or is it surprise? Like, I'm watching a gangster show. These motherfuckers are gangsters. We know they're gangsters. We can think they're nice and funny sometimes and Ralphie and cousin Tony. But like, OK, here, here's a the trigger. They pull boom. Whereas with Seinfeld, I was like, you would root for the characters on Seinfeld even when they were like reprehensible and treating everyone else yes. like a piece of shit. 
Yeah, that was, that, the, that was the choice. Okay, the so choice. if the these people yes. were in the real world, who's more reprehensible? I mean, clearly it's the fucking mobster goons. I'm just saying. Like, there you go. That's your answer. Right, but I'm saying, but you know what the mobster goon is? It's it's the wolf without sheep's clothing. It's like I'm a yeah, fucking wolf. Yeah, but so it's I'll like I mean, like like none of us have ever gotten to an argument with somebody over a parking spot. <laughs> right. And then you you see who comes outside. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, yeah, that's all. That's it's point. all like heightened. No, real it's a push. Shit. That's a push. That question is a push. When the, yeah, when the conversation generator. This is a this is a push. Yeah. You guys are what's wrong with America? That's just us. Just us two. <laughs> just us two. Just get you, rid of you two and Joe Rogan. It's us two and Rogan. Get rid of the three it. of us. Yeah, you guys are ruining the country. We really are. Um, be all right. All right. Um, so MC Doe wants to know: Do you ever feel like you've hit your limit on listening to '90s hip hop? Um, after thirty, like after thirty years, you can't take hearing another '90s hip hop song. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Because no, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be able to take them on. Yeah, like the the joy of streaming. I said on past episodes is like, I can now check the albums I just couldn't afford back then, or yeah. the albums that were just a blind spot, or the albums I heard the single and I was like, ah, I don't want to check this. So, you know, you're talking like ten years, what a hundred styles developed and sounds and scenes and clicks, you know, to go back to like. The nonce or like you know mm-hmm. boogie monsters or the bush babies or, or something like that. Or to like the ship blockhead was tweeting about, or even for me, yeah. it'd be like you know, going back to like I was text cash like a, the Royal Flush album. I was playing that hard the other day just to catch those joints now with a lot of a lot of context and being like, oh, this person was ahead of their time, or like, oh, they were really good at doing the thing that year everybody else was doing, or like, oh, this producer that blew up later has actually had one beat randomly on this album. I love it. It's just fun to like discover that shit. But yeah. I don't like I mean, the rappers now just doing 90s shit that are 34 no. and just making 15 fucking albums a year doing not. I don't like that. I'm out with that. No. I mean, I'm even at the point where it's like, and I get it. It's like pure nostalgia where it's like, depending on the situation, if like more money, more problems comes on, which is like, you know, Whatever. I'm still like, oh, that's fun. Like, I haven't yeah. had time to listen to it. Now, like, you know, I'm not like that? looking for it, but if it comes on somewhere, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I can get yeah. this. Fair you enough. Know, um, what about you, Castro? What's the question again? Uh, do you ever feel like you hit your limit on listening to 90s hip hop? Um, I'll go through a phase where I just put it on and get into my like my shuffle game. Yeah. And go and then look in my library and press one and, and then think out loud. Oh, I want to hear Funky 4 plus 1 or whatever and type in their name. And then I'll stop, though. Yeah. So I can't say I have my fill, but I have my moments. Because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll readily stop after a couple hours. I'll stop and I might yeah. be done listening to music for that day. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. But yeah, like, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll have shit happen like where, like, in the 90s, like, I always like Black Moon better than Smith & Wesson. Mm. Okay, but now it's like exactly. as I've gotten older, I've grown to appreciate The Shining way more than Enter the Stage. Mm. Yeah, like I don't, I don't really ever listen to Enter the Stage anymore, but like I listen to The Shining all the time, and it was the opposite before. Like I listened to The Shining like here and there, right? But Enter My the Stage was a heavy rotation. <laughs> they will not leave me alone. They missed you, man. I know they all over me once they realized it was me. 
Yeah, like, awesome. I found different with this Walker. But anyway, sorry. Um, go ahead, Les. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, things that, like, it's like Z was saying, finding your blind spots or just, like, as you've grown and matured, being able to appreciate things that you didn't appreciate at the time, like mm. um, freestyle fellowships in the city. Uh, Rio, yeah, so okay. I didn't appreciate yeah. it at the time. Now really I love it. Right. It's yeah. like an amazing yeah. record. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll never get tired of it. I might switch what I listen to. But okay, mm. we got the final question from the Rap Music Plug podcast. What up, man? And they want to know who we got in the Super Bowl. Um, oh, oh, Bengals, we, man. We, we, this I don't for, know. Um, this is for fucking TJ Hushmanzada, fucking Carl Pickens, Jeff Blake, Kajana Carter. This is for all my Bengals teams that were always sexy and win 11 games and get smacked in the playoffs. So this is for all those dudes. Fucking what was the other receiver? Ocho Cinco, man. This is for Ocho Cinco. You know AJ I mean? Green. AJ Green. Wow, he was nice. This is for Kenny Anderson's mustache <laughs> and the icky shuffle. The icky shuffle. Boomer Sison. I'm like, yo, the last time they made the Super Bowl, Boomer Sison was the fucking quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. Bengals all day. I, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I'm not I'm not gonna be upset if Matt Stafford wins a, a ring. Shout out to Matt Stafford. But yeah, I'm pulling for the Bengals. All right, cool. Yeah, it gives all of us loser teams hope <laughs> that you could go from like four and four and twelve to the Super Bowl. Well, that's what's like always remarkable couple, about Stafford and the Lions. The Lions just could never fucking do that ever for 50 years. Yeah. Can never happen they, to them. They just never built a team. They're just f- fucking dog shit forever. Yeah, it's, it's astounding. Shouts to Stafford. What do you, who do you got, Castro? You got Bengals? Um, I don't think I'll be able to make a good, educated guess because I'm just not getting back into watching football. So it'll literally be a flip, a coin flip for me. I like the, I like the whole Matt Stafford thing playing for Detroit. I was a Detroit fan for like two, three seasons <laughs> when Barry was there. I don't remember Stafford. I don't know. I wasn't paying good attention. So I, I'll just to make parody, I'll root for the LA LA Rams. I like the uniform. Yeah. Okay. Finally got it right. Um, and and, and Ernest Dickinson. And oh. Ernest Dickinson is like he's alum. So I, I yeah. love I love Ernest Dickinson. So Eric Dickerson. Eric Eric Ernest Ernest, Ernest directed Juice. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Yeah. Eric Dickerson. My bad, y'all. Forgive me. Or uh. Were you were you a Jim Everett fan before he choked out fucking Jim Rome on TV? Remember that shit? I, I became an yeah, Everett fan. When, when isn't that, but isn't he a tennis guy? No, he was making fun of him, saying like there was there was a tennis player named Chris Everett. Yeah, he kept calling him oh, Chris, and then he just Chris, like yoked yeah. him up. And then Jim Everett was like, "Yo, say that shit one more time. I'll beat the shit out of you." And he was like, "Chris, Chris Everett." Yeah, I'm really <laughs> agitating. He got those big ass quarterback mitts around his neck. <laughs> Oh, that was amazing. That was like Geraldo. Remember, like Geraldo would just show like yeah. a neck brace on his shit, and they had to be around each other. Somebody got fired. Oh, I, I mean, he know. was he was interviewing them, like so yeah, on he his was show. on like Rome is Burning. He was yeah, interviewing on, um, yeah. Jim Everett, right? And Jim Everett was like, "Fuck you," and like, "I'm done." Because <laughs> he kept calling. He says he's like, he'd be like, "Now, Chris, walk me through." And he was like, "Chris," he's like, "Yeah, Chris." He kept calling Chris Everett on purpose. He's a fuck with him. I felt like Jim ever wasn't having that shit and choked the shit. <laughs> he was like, say it again, see what happens. He actually he actually went through with it. Shasta fucking Jim Everett. I had his starting lineup action figure or toy. 
I think that ends it, wraps up That's the mailbag. It, yeah. it wraps oh. us up, man. Look at that. You could have been a little more, you know, climactic. I'll be honest. I did. I said it was the, it was the yeah, last but then one. I when we it. finished talking, you just were just like looking at it. I didn't realize we were done talking. <laughs> I was looking but at a picture of Kareem abdul Bar from Airplane. <laughs> well, what's the spread on this game on Sunday? You know the spread by any chance? Uh, let me see. They wait until the week up. I feel like the Bengals would be getting at least three and a half. Um... Whose home field is it essentially? I mean, I, like, I, no, I, it's, it's literally the LA Rams home field. Right. Oh, wow. So they have to be They're at least three and a half point yeah. favorites, at least. Right? Um, let's see. It's a 4.5 spread for uh, wow. That's for hurt. the Rams. 4.5. Oh, That's hurt, that line's man. probably going to go up, too. That's probably going to go up. Um, I would. Three digits, yeah. I would. I, I mean, that's if, not if much it, of a spread considering Los Angeles is literally playing in their stadium. That's what I'm saying. You get three points just for playing in your stadium, right? If if it creeps up to like six, I would take the Rams. If it stay, if it stays there or goes down to three, I would take the Bengals. That's what I would do. Like it, it should be to me. If they're at home, it's a, you, you should have a touchdown spread right that's at least yeah. a six point spread at home in the fucking super bowl but they wait until the, the you know the week before yeah. don't they yeah, yeah they, they, they see all the action yeah yeah the, the line the line will move uh yeah well there you go that, that's that's your gambling corner what you always come to the clock culture for F- football gambling advice there we're the best yeah. we're the best at that we succeed we really um, are. so thanks to everybody who contributed their questions if we didn't say your shit it was just not entertaining, or we just be, you know, we balled it into I think one. We actually answered pretty much everything. There was a couple that were more like episode suggestions, so oh, okay. I didn't really bring those up. Fair but uh, well, if there was a question, it was that answered. Very good. We'll, we'll keep those bookmarked for future episodes because sometimes we run out of ideas, which yeah. is every every week. Uh, anything anybody wants to say? Closing thoughts? Thoughts and prayers? Bed, Me too. God damn. <laughs> Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. We're out of here. Come on, culture podcast. Peace. Peace.